Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want us to talk about how writing is our calling. Our calling, or our spiritual gifts, are evident through the workings of the Holy Spirit, and we know that we're writers that are called to do this work. It's just something that internally we get. But oftentimes, we don't say that writing is a calling. Instead, we use the term hobby. Well, it's easier to say that writing is our hobby because we can justify hobbies. You know, if you have a hobby, you don't have to show whether or not you're good or bad at it. You're just doing it for the sake of the fun of it. You know, you, you do it and you don't have to even share your work. You can you can paint and, and not show that you paint. If people ask you, what do you like to do for fun or what is your hobby? You can say, oh, I like to paint or I like to drive a sketchbook, but it's no big deal. And then people just kind of like leave it alone. Or you can say, oh, I like to make jewelry or I make um, great pieces of art out of pallets or furniture out of pallets. Or I like to take pictures in the park. And people can get away with that without a lot of questions attached to it. And many authors are introverts. And so the less questions you ask me, maybe sometimes it could be the better. <laughs> um, but if you say it's a hobby, just like if you say jewelry making is a hobby, you can say, well, you know, hey, maybe you can make me a bracelet. But you might not really even mean that, but you say it out of being kind. Or maybe could you take my daughter's prom pics in the park? If you're a photographer, you know, so on and so on. So if we clump ourselves up with hobbies and we tell people or the dangers of us telling ourselves that we only write as a hobby, then that's when we can see ourselves, you know, not stepping in to the fullness of what God has called us to do. You know, you've you've heard about um, these self-doubts and these questions that have come up with me or, you know, and, and I'm not the only one. Um, biblically, there's evidence of this throughout Scripture, um, but I'm sure I'm not the only writer that does this either. If we say that, that we're writing as a hobby, we fail to identify that it truly is a calling. But when we say it's a calling, that that means then we have to understand that we have a personal responsibility. When we now have a calling, then that means we need to be obedient to it. Or that means that we not only need to be aware of it, but we need to act upon it with dignity and grace. And yes, that really is what it means. Because as authors... We are teachers with every single piece that we write. You know, whether it is for uh, an opinion in a newspaper, a journal article, research, fiction, nonfiction, fantasy, historical fiction, go through the whole gamut. We have a responsibility to our readers. But when we know it's our calling, we have a responsibility to the one who called us. And that can sometimes put people in an uncomfortable place. 
But you know what? I don't ever remember growing in my life when I was in a comfy spot. And I'm not talking about pajamas because I can grow a lot in pajamas. But I'm talking about we grow when we're pushed into those uh, tight spaces that they kind of force us out. It forces us to seek help. It forces us to rely on God. It forces us to move away from ourselves and closer into His presence. That is where we grow. Because it's so uncomfortable for us, we have to move ourselves out of us and then let the Holy Spirit take it over. Because we're always the ones wanting to drive this life. We're always the ones that are wanting to be in control of this. But when we call it a calling and we get out of this uncomfortable place, it can create an opposite effect. And it can actually empower us as writers to continue striving even when the work gets difficult, even when the tasks seem overwhelming, or even when we don't know what to say. Because when it's a calling, then it becomes a greater purpose, and our work ethic can become unparalleled to when we were in our hobby days. I want you to trust me on this. Well, when someone asks me, well, how do you know that you're called? And show me the evidence. What grounds can you claim that you are called to write? Where in the Bible does it say you're called to be a writer? And that is a spiritual gift. So I'd like for everybody to turn to Ephesians 4 when you have an opportunity to do so. I do want to read Ephesians 4, 11, and 12 to you now. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. When we write, we are teachers being obedient to what God has set forth in us, either for the work of the kingdom or for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, I've met tons and tons of people in my life. Y'all, I'm 43 years old. I have met tons of people and not many are writers. I don't have bunches of writer friends. In fact, you know, Daisy, she's my writing partner. Do I really have a lot of friends that even identify? You know, I do have some work friends. I'll take that back. I have some work friends that do journal, and they do keep work journals, or reflection journals for teaching, which I truly love. Um, but I don't have much as a writer friends, and I have reader friends. But my reader friends, there are tons of them, but they're not called to author books. Like, they are called to consume books at un- unhumanly fast paces. I mean, seriously. And, and they delight in them. And they're readers, and they, they just love to be surrounded by books. But they don't have a single bit of a desire to write a novel. They just want to meet the novelist. And they're of all walks of life, 
with beautiful experiences and heartaches and political affiliations and testimonies, and they all have unique stamps that they leave on this world. A calling that was meant for them, and they are pursuing their calling, or they are in the dark of their calling. Whatever way. They're not writers, yet I am. I must write. Therefore, I'm called to write. It's what I do. And I'm going to be honest, when I do it, I truly believe that I am obeying the Lord. It is coming back to obeying God's call upon what we're set forth to do. And I truly believe, with all that is within me, that God has called me to be a teacher. And that way of writing, that avenue of teaching, is my way of giving back to the Lord the gift that He has given to me, but also spreading His Word throughout the kingdom. When I write, you might not look at it this way, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who thinks this way. There's probably millions and millions of other writers who think this way. But I see myself as a missionary behind a computer, typing away to this unknown people group, you know, an audience that I may never meet, and I probably will never meet, but it could be the first time that they could hear about a true friendship or a conversion, or a relationship built out of morals, or to see the compassion of another, or the love just for the sheer sake of just loving, or a character that is just vile and somebody will want to punch them in the face because they're outside of the realm of human decency. But then they also have that character that they just honestly say, is that character real because they are like a beauty? They're just a shining light. You know, there are lessons in everything that we write. And regardless, if we want to throw caution to the wind and buck against the concepts of universal truths or themes and novels and blah, 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 look, listen, they exist. You know why? Because they exist in the world. So we're not out there to be, you know, in some uncharted territory trying to reinvent the wheels of of the next reader experience. No. Let us teach with what we write. We can all agree there's a direct link of our purpose and the calling. And God would not give me that daily desire to want to write, to produce words, to create, without it being used for His purpose. I know it's not for slander or to stir up hate or malice. And it isn't for dissension or argument. It's not for um, tethering on a line or sitting on a fence or just for the sake of riling up sides or causing strife. When God calls you to write, it can be for entertainment purposes, but it's also to impact the world. A world that desperately just needs Jesus. A world that just needs a light. Think about what a book or an article or a poem any piece of writing, what does it do for us? You know, we're writers, which means we're probably avid readers. Books serve as our own teachers. Writing is whatever the the piece is, it becomes our teacher. We form this relationship with it because it increases our understanding or our outlook. 
You know, it allows us to become objective. We'll be able to see truths about the world around us or the psyche of people in it that are beyond the realm of our experience. It teaches us something or we wouldn't keep pursuing it. And as we break down what reading does for us, what does writing also do for us? You know, we have that blank page before us and it allows us to be open to characters and relationships and movements and atmospheres which in turn open us up to perspectives in the human condition and thoughts and experiences and emotion. You know, a book is a teacher and the writer plays the dynamic role of being that keen observer, learner, and constructionist. Here's why it's our calling. Because we take what the mind, heart, and the spirit give and we mold it or we craft it for a purpose that is not of our own purpose, but it is for something greater. The author is a teacher, bottom line. And the Bible does say some are called to be teachers. Now, all of you know I'm a public school teacher too. And I can say I'm a teacher with confidence. I have the credentials. I have 19 years teaching experience at the university and at the uh, public school setting. I have multiple certifications. To, I have three certifications to prove it. I'm not trying to brag, but I'm trying to tell you I'm a teacher and can teach, not just homeschool, public school, K-12. But I'm also a teacher called by God. And then that's where people will go, well, then how do you prove it? Well, it's not just that I have a doctorate in Christian ministry. Because, guys, that's another piece of paper, a title. People will say that back. Well, that's just paper. Anybody can get a degree. But how do you know that you're called to be a teacher? That God's called you to be that teacher? Or how is writing a teacher? It's by what you teach. When you teach to encourage someone, that's what... To edify, in the Bible verse in Ephesians 4, edify means to lift someone up, to show them a better way. When you are teaching and you are writing and you are to give them an expression of a kind word or a reaction to an unkind one and in a way to support them, to help them emotionally, to uh, maturity, to show them the way, the truth, and the life that is Jesus and Jesus alone. You can make people question. You can get people talking. That's what's rich. It's the dialogue right there. You can get their thoughts burning. You can get them remembering a day later, a year later. I still remember books that I read when I was a teenager. You can get your heart yearning to know more about whatever you're writing about even about Jesus. Even if you don't even write about Jesus, but in your dedication or in your, you know, author bio, you give your credit to Jesus. You can softly remind people through a book that they are loved. You can bring them into remembrance of forgiveness, and then they go out and forgive somebody. You can show them what patience looks like in a scene. You can show them holiness and gentleness of how a mother cares for a child. You can build characters that they can have as models or not so good ones to see that evil exists not only in books but then in the world. And we do that in stories. 
We do that when we create fiction. And we do not have to be under the label of Christian fiction to do so. That is just not the case. That's a fallacy. You know, we can just be called to craft a novel. We can just be called as a writer. And not for our own selfish desires for wealth or fame. Because not many are that. I'm not one of them. Trust me, I'm not. But for the simple truth that we have been given this calling, and whether we accept it or deny it, that's either going to lead to our own fulfillment and purposeful, this purposeful life, or we're going to continue wishfully dreaming, you know, the would have, could have, should have. We're going to get down into this despair. We're never going to achieve our calling if we deny it because we decided to take it lightly because we think of it as, oh, this is a hobby. It's just this thing I do. No, it is a calling that has been placed on us. Answer the call. Pick it up. Now, it's a humbling experience when we discover our calling. And God had to pound on me three different experiences before I went back to school for my calling, for my... to. To, to get my degree in Christian ministry and to develop my writing. I'm telling you, it, it can sometimes not be a calling that we accept naturally because we are afraid. It's also a questionable one. Okay, because this happened to me. I'm giving you Jen's experience right here. You can say this didn't happen to you, that you stepped right into your calling and embraced it. And you you automatically accepted it 100%. But sometimes Christians, people, you know, we could just turn to God and we can say, for real, you want me to be a writer? Like, I'm called to this profession? Who am I? You know, I'm just a small town girl of 2,000 people with poor background in grammar and accent that gets constantly, continuously joked when I speak. Like, seriously, you just don't know how bad. I know, body. And then God says, no, I have called you for this purpose. You were called to be a writer, right? Bottom line, right? And I think of Moses. He questioned his calling to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. Y'all need to go back and y'all need to read Exodus 4. You know, he asked God. Listen to Exodus 4.10. Moses said to the Lord, Pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since. You have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. Now, y'all, that's me right there. I'm not eloquent. I read Ray Bradbury, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I love how you speak, man. I loved it. I read this, these great works. I, I just, I'm just fascinated with classical literature, and I just, just soak it up, and I'm like, I'm not eloquent like that. I won't talk like that. God, are you sure? Are you sure you call me? Then when God answered him, and God told him, do this. So put your hand out. And and y'all Moses put his hand out and it was and it had leprosy on it. He said, Now put your hand back inside your cloak and he did it. And then he was clean again. And he said, Pick up the rod. Pick, throw down the rod. Everything Moses would do, it's about being obedient. 
So when God said to him that he would give him the words, that God would be with his mouth, that is powerful. That lesson, that message is for us as well. When we are obedient to the calling of being an author, and we understand that it is a calling, then we will walk in obedience, and then God will be with our mouth. God will be with our thoughts. God will be with us as we type. That's us as writers. God is with us through this process. He will give us the words we are saying. But it takes that form of open trust, that complete trust, the, the recognition of it first. So you have to identify with it. You have to recognize it and be aware. Then call it what it is, a calling. Then walk in it. Be obedient to it. To God. So the next time someone asks you what you do, you tell them that you, you know, people ask me, oh, you know, I'm a literacy coach. You know, I teach. I teach ninth grade. Or, you know, you, you have your career. You're in the military. Or you go to such and such school or college. Or you're in this family business or this and that. That's fine. But how about instead of labeling what we love to do a hobby, let's reframe our words and say what it truly is, a calling. And I hope that the Holy Spirit will move within you and will give you these verses and will give you what you need to say in those times so you understand you are justified. And then just go out. Just let God use you. You be the vessel. And allow him the room to work in and through you. And he will show up and all the mystery of it. Don't ask me how because I'm, I'm telling you some mystery. But he will. And he will reveal himself when you call on him. You trust me on this. If it can happen to a woman who was raised in a small town. Y'all, we used to have a little over a thousand. Now we got over two thousand. But of a small town with poor grammar and an accent that gets horrendously joked on a daily basis, it can happen for any of those who are called into this authoring life. If you have poor grammar, uh, be like me, buy Grammarly. If you're a small-town girl with limited experiences, y'all, I can admit for the first time that I lived in a bubble. You don't know you're living in a bubble when you're in the bubble, but it's when you're out of the bubble that you realize you're in the bubble. I have limited experiences. You know what? That's fine. Because I, even though I'm a small town girl, I got this big heart for Jesus. And he's going to give me the words that I need to say when the time comes. You know, my accent is Southern. And, okay, and guess what I'm doing now? I've got this daily podcast. And like I told you, that uncomfortable moment is when right before you hit record until you step into the calling and then I forget about it and I just talk to you guys you know why I could get jokes I could get sneers and then on my YouTube channel I just get these comments like I thought I knew it all where are you from can't you tell me I gotta find out and you know this and that and this and that and I hear stuff on my videos and I see stuff but you know what God's called me to do this it's not how I say it it's what I say it's what is being taught. And for all the things I am not, hallelujah, praise the Lord, that is when God steps in. Now I want us to say that again together. For all the things I am not, 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That is when God steps in. For all those excuses and ways you think you are not, release all of those. Put them out of your mind and accept the calling of author over your life with gratitude. And let's write something magical, guys, like powerful, inspiring, and let's not waste a day in the hobby state. Let's move towards the calling and be obedient. I challenge you. I would like for us to pray together a Bible verse found in Psalm 32, 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this calling. Thank you for calling us out of the darkness and into the light. Thank you for saving us, Lord. God, we are imperfect people. And we may not always know the right thing to say. But you are the author and the finisher of our faith, Lord. We give all of our gifts, the talent. It's not us, Lord. It is going to be you working through us to supernaturally come within our realm, God. Give us the words, the story, the idea, the plot, the characters to reach people for you, Jesus. And we ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So write something inspiring today and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. Have a blessed day.